Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person, there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. So we are now starting. Thank you all so much for joining us. We are now starting. So in Conversations with God, chapters 12 through 15, from what I get from these chapters is God is having a conversation with Neil Donald Walsh and what he's talking about is basically how we treat people. It's basically how we treat people. He's talking about when you help people, how how are you actually helping them? Are you helping them based on what you feel that they need? Or are you helping them based on what they actually say they need? So who had the opportunity to read chapters 12 through 15? All right, no worries. So what I will do is I'm going to, well, first off, let me ask a question. Can can each of you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. So yes, ma'am. can Awesome. Thank you, Ms. Alicia. Thank you, Phil. Yes. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Vastine. All right. So in chapters, in chapters 12 through 15, God is talking to Neil Donald Walsh. And if you read him, it's actually telling, he's telling us how to actually treat people. You know, Antonio used to teach me, uh, well, he started teaching me, he's telling me, you have to, you cannot, you cannot, how do you put it? You cannot make someone go up against their free will. And so when I was reading this, it actually broke down to me what Antonio was actually talking about. You know, so Neil asked the question because, um, God was talking to Neil about disempowering others. So Neil's like, now I'm confused. When is it disempowering to offer help? Let me stop right there. We think when we offer help to someone that we're actually helping them. We think that if we say, oh, here, let me help you with this, we're actually helping them. But in all honesty, you may actually not be helping him. So Neil said, when Neil asked, when is it disempowering to offer help? When does it work against rather than for another's growth? 
And this was this was important to me because I watch Antonio on a consistent basis. I watch him lead us by allowing us to work within our strengths. He leads us by asking us, okay, so like he'll actually ask us, so what do you think about this? What do you think about that? But how often do we do that to others? How often do we offer them help without interfering with their growth? And what I learned the most is, uh, especially with my son, where I think I'm helping him, I'm actually going against his growth. So when he comes to me and he's like, mommy, can you open this please? And he's asking me to open a bottle of water. He's five. So if I keep helping him open a bottle of water at the age of 10, he will never know how to open a bottle of water by himself. Or at least when he's around me, he knows that mommy will do everything for him, which is still hindering his growth because he doesn't even try. So while I think I'm helping him by opening up the bottle of water for him, I'm actually, I'm actually adding to his, his non-growth. So when it comes to helping others, when it, you can actually disempower them by helping. And I would love to open, open this up to you telling us a moment where you helped someone and realized that you were actually stunting their growth or someone came to you and gave you advice and instead of that advice helping you, you knew it would only hurt you. Now, the floor is open. I would love to hear. I would love to hear everyone's uh, perception on that, or what they thought, or an experience that they've had. So the floor is now open. Um, I'll say recently, over the past few months, just old associates and colleagues that were calling me um, with things that they had going on. I didn't realize people were kind of plotting to, not plotting, but they were draining my energy and pulling from me. And I had helped them, but I had to come into the recognition that we had this conversation multiple times and they just wanted to dump. So they didn't really want to take the knowledge and make it useful. So I had to come into the understanding that we never really help people. We only provide them knowledge and information that they must take and utilize and put it into action to help themselves. Um, so going through that experience, I learned you're wasting your time, you're wasting your energy. And then um, when you need those types of people back, they don't come back to you. So that's an indication there's no reciprocity there. You got to be mindful how you help people. Awesome. That is awesome, Kara. And another reason why that is awesome is because you actually you actually paid attention to what they wanted. For for you, it's it's literally sucking your energy. But for them, they just wanted somebody to regurgitate whatever they had going on off too. And that's that's a part of understanding and seeing before you offer help. That's protecting yourself, actually. Because before you offer help, if you realize all they're going to do is just dump on you, then you already know, okay, this is really not going to be beneficial to either one of our groups. So you got to be careful there. Thank you very much for sharing, Kara. Mr. Phil, I saw you unmuting your mic. Yeah, it's, the, uh, it's called the Platinum Rule by Tony Alessandra. The hmm. golden rule is treat other people the way you want to be treated. 
The platinum rule is treat other people the way they want to be treated. <laughs> so it's yes, just that subtle difference. And, and you have to be careful of that because sometimes people are self-destructive. So you need not to get into that loop. So it's, a, it's, right. a, it's really a question of balance to quote the Moody Blues. But somebody went to Chad one day and said, oh, Chad, I'm very sorry that Serena has to work. And Serena's our youngest daughter. And Chad said, what? She said, they said, oh, it's, it's really sad that Serena has to work. And Chad said, no, our parents are teaching us how to work. Mm. She doesn't have to work. They're teaching us how to work. You know, and I would say to my kids, I said, kids, I have one job. That's to teach you to be self-sufficient. Everything else is extra. Everything else is icing on the cake. So how, are we, what, how will this help you be self-sufficient? And as long as you focus on that and be there as a support system, then they'll go through it and learn. It's like kids, and Antonio talks about when the kid is first born, it's the gravity that makes them work to develop the muscles so they can even start to raise their head. If it wasn't for that gravity, they would never develop that muscle. So that's kind of what our job is. And I, I think that's kind of in the really big, big picture why this whole country is going through what it's going through right now. Each of us are having to learn to be self-sufficient in our own environment to battle all the things we're having to deal with right now. Yep, exactly. So, and, and that's why I bet, and I've said on an earlier call, you know, trust God, the power of love, the power of truth, the power of, of forgiveness, and then do good the best way you can do good. Other than that, everything else will work itself out. There you go. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. And it's, you said that feeling, there's actually, it's actually in the book too. Um, I'm trying to remember, but if I can remember the exact place that I saw it, because that is actually in conversations with God. Just trying to give me, give me one moment. Grace, if you would like to, I know it's in here. It's in. When I find it. Yeah, while you yeah, look. Go. <laughs> you found it? No, no, no. Keep going, though. Keep okay, going. Okay. <laughs> while you're looking. Um, so I can relate to what you were saying with a, about your son. Because when I taught math, um, anytime I, you know, we taught, I taught a lesson and I asked questions to the kids and kids would answer. And, and then it was their time on, on, where they're on their own to, you know, do the work while we're in class before I, you know, I give homework or whatever uh, so that they could get help from me when needed. So of course you had kids raise their hand, Miss Sanders, I need help. So I'll come over and talk and, and, and I always can hear what they say. Their version of I need help is I want you to give me the answer. And I caught on to that. So I would help, but to a certain extent. And sometimes they would say, okay, well, well, well how do I do this? I was like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I say, well, what does that say? They, I don't know. What does that say? What does that say, Miss Sanders? I, I tell them, I don't know. I can't read. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I need you to help me out with this. I, I'm, t I'm telling you, I would do this all the time. Okay, okay, well, okay. And so I would give them things, I would, but I would ask it in the form of a question. I'm not giving you the answer. I'll ask you so that you can come to it yourself. I, do, I did to my kids what Antonio does to us. I asked them questions so they can lead themselves to the answer. Okay, so, okay, so we talked about this earlier. So how, how, is it, how do you do this part? Oh, well, you do it like this. Okay, cool. Now, now how do you, so from there, how do you get to here? Oh, what do you, and they end up getting the answer. Miss Sanders, how do you, how do I get it when you hear? 
Well, because you talk it out, you, you talk it out and that's what you got to do at home. So, so <laughs> I, I, I know what you're talking about. So yeah, instead of giving them the answer or, or doing things for them all the time, you, you help them to learn how to get there themselves. You, you help when you can, but I'm not, I'm not giving you the answer. I'm going to do it. I'm going to facilitate so that you can get yourself to the answer. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you for sharing. Thank you very much for sharing. So there's something. Uh, okay, so excuse <laughs> <Here's> my laugh <laughs> because this is this was all me. This was all me. So you know, you know what I'm. A, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about myself. So back in the day, when I used to say, "I'm a servant. I'm a servant." Yeah, I was serving based on what I thought that person needed serving in the area that person needed to be served in that's not what this book is talking about <laughs> if you are a servant if you if you are a true servant and i and i found it too phil it's actually um before i go into that part it's actually in chapter 13 um he starts it off he was like so Neil asked God, how can I begin? And God said, be a light unto the world and hurt it not. Seek to build, not to destroy. Bring my people home. And then Donald asked, Neil asked, how? And from what Phil said, by your shining example, seek only godliness. Speak only in truthfulness. Act only in love. Seek God and love everybody else. Seek God and love everything. So thank you, Phil. Thank you. Thank you for that. It wasn't I it wasn't verbatim what Phil said, but I I understood what he was saying when he said it. So thank you, Phil, for sharing. So now, so when it comes to, so basically, let's go to that. You can't, you can't be a shining example to somebody if you're only serving based on how you feel someone should be served. That's not being a servant. That's not being who we're supposed to be what we're what we are who we are supposed to be are people who seek god first and just love and love everybody like literally that's who we are supposed to be so when it comes to helping others go back to that one when it comes to helping others you do it in a way where you're not disempowered disempowering excuse me (laughs) disempowering that person you do it in a fashion where you're helping them there's on page 175 uh god god broke it down even more because neil said okay now i am confused when is it disempowering to offer help when does it work against rather than for another's growth and this is what god had to say when you help when your help is offered in such a way that it creates continued dependence, grace, sitting there asking them how they get into it instead of just giving them the answer, rather than rapid independence. When your help is offered in such a way that it creates continued dependence rather than rapid independence. When you allow another in the name of compassion to begin to rely on you rather than rely on themselves. That is not compassion, that is compulsion. So everything you do, you wanna do it in a way too that gives compassion. 
You want them to be able to, you don't want to bump against what they're doing. So when it comes to helping others, it's not what you think they should. It's not what you think they should have. It's what they actually tell you that they want. Yes, sir, Mr. Phil, go ahead. What's the old saying? If you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach him how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. And I've always had a little challenge with the concepts of empowering you. I'm going to empower you. Isn't that nice? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Who are you to think you're going to empower you? I like to say, I'm going to ask you to be responsible. I'm not going to empower you. To me, that's just too wishy-washy. No, I'm going to ask you to be responsible for your life, for your behavior, for the results. Now, if there's something I can do by observation to figure that your behavior may be taking you down this road where you might want to change your behavior and go down that road, then that's more than, that's, I think that's better than empowering you. That's just asking you to be responsible and then recognizing the behavior and what through your experience, through the lives you've lived, you may have said, I've gone down that road. This is the results that I got from that. You might not want to go down that road because of my experience. Yes, sir. Antonio. <laughs> And Tony, you know, and Tony actually, when he teaches me, when he, because he still coaches me, and when he does, and yes, see, what and you still, co- and you still coach. coach him, and you still coach him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and he's and he's saying, "I've been down this road, so let me help you. I've been down this road. Let me help you." One of the biggest things that we have to learn is actually how to receive help. You can ask for help all day, every day. Someone can offer help all day, every day. But if you're not open enough to actually receive the help, then there's really no point in asking for the help. And the more Antonio speaks, the more Antonio coaches me and teaches me, the more I'm like, oh, okay, I get that now. Oh, okay, I get that now too. So when it comes to helping someone, asking them for help, in chapter 14 on page 191, God says, you never offer the kind of help that disempowers. Uh, Never insist on offering the help you think is needed let the person or people in need know all that you have to give then listen to what they want see what they are ready to receive offer the help that is wanted so while you may think they want help in how to walk when you if if you if If people don't know what you have to offer, they can't tell you what they want. So when someone asks you for help, you can say, okay, I can help you in this area, this area, this area, this area, and this area. And then as they're talking to you, that's when you listen to what they're saying. 
they're like, man, well, look, it, it's it kind of like this and then they kind of like that, you know, but this is the area I really need your help in. Oh, okay. So you want my help in this area. Gotcha. That way you're giving them the help that they actually wanted and the help that they actually asked for. Now, when you approach them in that way, now they're open to receive because they asked you for help. You told them where I can, where you can help them at. They told you, okay, this is the area. Now you can proceed and they'll be open to receive. I get now why as kids, when our parents start talking, we're like, man, I don't want to hear that. Because <laughs> we know everything. It's not that we know everything. It's that they are giving us help in an area we did not ask for help with. So we, therefore, are not open to receive what they have to say. Imagine how many people have come to you for help and walked off, still hopeless, still helpless because you didn't pay attention. See, to me, the last few chapters, chapters 12 through 15, God is literally telling you, okay, we've had this whole, we've been talking for a while now. We have all of this understanding here. Now I need you to understand how I really need you to help people. You don't just go and shove your teachings in their face. No, you tell them what you have. Let them tell you what they're looking for and you go from there. Because we don't want to ever go to anybody. Antonio, Antonio does this great. When he asks us, he'll say, I have an idea. This is what it is. I'm not going to tell you details yet. Give me your ideas. Now, while we hate when he says, I'm not going to tell you my ideas yet, because we want to know what he has, what he's doing is he is empowering us, or as Mr. Phil said, giving, putting the responsibility in our hands to come up with something. He's coming to us in our strengths, because when he talks to us, he'll break it down to me how I think. He'll break it down to Grace how she thinks. He'll break it down to Monica, how she thinks. He'll break it down to Chris, how he thinks. And then he'll go, okay, so now that you have an understanding of what I'm looking at, what I throw me some ideas. That's a way you empower, give someone responsibility, let them work within their gifts. So when has there ever been a moment, and I want to turn this because one thing I've learned from Antonio when you're hearing a story or when you're teaching something or when someone's teaching something to you, we always put ourselves in the role of the good person, the person who only helps when asked for help, <laughs> the person who, who's always there for somebody. So I'm going to switch it in another way. When have you ever had a moment where you helped somebody and it turned out they really didn't need that kind of help? How do you think that made them feel? And then how did you feel on the other end of that? I'll go. I love my little brother. My little brother is awesome. But when he comes to me and he talks to me, and again, Antonio had to teach me this. I never listened to what he was actually asking me help for. I never listened to him. I just knew what I thought he needed help with. I didn't pay attention to the fact that maybe, just maybe, he may have just needed an ear for, for somebody to listen to because he does not talk to everybody. 
but no, he came to me. He's talking to me and everything. I'm like, well, what you should do, what you should try. This is what I did. Well, okay, hold on. Deanna has frozen, but I know y'all get the gist of what she's talking about. <laughs> when somebody really just wants you to listen, but you start giving your advice on what you should do. Yeah. yeah, she'd be back in like five minutes, Grace. Her internet okay. cut out. Okay. No, so not go ahead and finish, 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 come back. Okay, go ahead, Miss Carol. <laughs> no, I was just cracking up laughing. Look at the face she has where she got stuck at. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But we, we, we've all been there one time or another. Either, yeah, we've been that person that says, hey, yeah, I think you should do this and this and this. When really they're saying, you know what? I, I really wasn't asking for suggestions. I wanted, I just wanted a listening ear. That's what, it, that's what it was. Go ahead, Ms. Carol. You're muted, Ms. Carol. There's so many times when, um, you know, you learn a lot of things, so you know a lot. So you always want to be eager to share that. And I think that's what happens is you think you're doing the right thing. And sometimes people are like, I just need a vent. I really know what to do, but sometimes you make the wrong decision. You just need a vent because you went through the experience. You don't really need somebody to tell you how to do it because you really know how to do it. And a lot of times, you know, I, I, I think of the times when I allow people to actually aggravate me, right? Or, or trigger, trigger something. And then I respond to that trigger instead of staying in my power. And I've lost a lot because I didn't stand in the power. So it's, it's, it's all those little, you know, delicate things of how you respond also when somebody does tell you something that you really don't really need to hear, to be graceful about it, but just kind of let them know, I got it, I got it. <laughs> That's it, Ms. Carol. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we, we've all been there one time or another. Either we're that person who was given that advice that they didn't ask for, or we've been on the receiving end of somebody. And Ms. Carol is so right respond in a respectful way you know but just let them know hey it, thank you for that you know but i, I you know I, I like she said i got it i got it but i do appreciate you wanting to help me go ahead monica no i'm just gonna say i think that's where you know most people are not self-aware because when you're having a conversation with somebody you should be able to especially if you know the person you should be able to tell if that is what they're trying to do just vent right? Versus if they're actually asking for your opinion or your advice. So I think sometimes when those, there's a, those people that just start giving solutions or advice and all you're wanting to do is vent, it's because they're not paying attention to their quote unquote audience or the person they're talking to and realizing like, pay attention to their body language, what they're saying, what they're doing and understand, is this a situation where they want me to give advice or not and if you don't know ask them like do you want my advice or just ask the question just be direct i think sometimes people just aren't direct enough and we need to be direct but i think self-awareness is a big thing when it comes to those type of situations all right miss monica thank you for that yes ma'am yes ma'am self-awareness is key to that go ahead mr peel yeah, and I, th I think it's a vibration of male and female. You know, female is receptive, female is caring, female is nurturing, female is protecting, where male is projective, 
directive, uh, you know, projective. So it's, it's that kind of a vibration that, are you going to take a male vibration or are you going to take a female vibration, which is more of a long-term nurturing, caring vibration? So I think that's kind of also too, you have to remember that. And like Monica says, you need to listen. It's the question behind the question. If you think in those terms, is they're coming to me with this, now there's something behind this that they're not telling me and I just need to listen enough and ask enough questions to get that revealed so that I can really focus on what they really need help with. Because most people don't, they're not used to being transparent. In our society today, if you're transparent, a lot of times you get beat down. So they have a natural shell around them. And that's where through time, hopefully you build trust with somebody so that they would tell you, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. All right. Thank you, Mr. Field, for that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I never thought about that, Mr. Field. You're going to take the male, the male vibration or the female vibration. Wow. Okay. That is, that's some good stuff right there. Okay. Did anyone else have <clears throat> any thoughts or an experience that you've had what Deanna was mentioning? Someone who, Ms. Carol said, you just need to vent, but you took it as, hey, this is my chance. I can, you know, I can, I can help you out. Give me some advice on that. Go ahead, Ms. LaVon. Hello. Um, so I agree with both Phil and uh, Monica um, because I, I tend, well, I don't do it so much anymore. Um, when my husband was working a different job, he would, he don't speak to many people either. So he would come and tell me all about it and how they treated him or anything like that. And I would quickly go into like, okay, I got a solution. Let me help you. And I will tell him what he should do, but that's not what he necessarily wanted me to do. He wanted me to listen, but me thinking, okay, well, you're telling me this, you know, and you're not like, like Phil was saying, he wasn't really like coming to me, like, as if he just wanted me to listen. He was just telling me about it. But in my response, I was thinking he was coming to me about solutions. So what he should do. And as time went on, I learned because he told me, you know, I just want you to listen. I don't want you to give me a feedback on what I should do. And um, it's five verses too. Like he would do it to me as well. And I'm like, okay, I just wanted you to listen. I don't want you to tell me what I should do or anything. Just, just listen to me. So it's like it happens in both um, situations. And um, like they were saying, I don't think people necessarily think about you know, just listen and not just trying to feel like, oh, well, I have to help in some kind of way. I got to say something. Just, just take, just hear that person now. They just might want to just get it off their chest. And that's, that's something that even to this day, I, I still try to um, practice, you know, being a, a good listener and not so quick to respond back. Um, and, and, and being in, um, ATF being here, I'm, I'm learning that more. And, you know, and as, you know, going to try to learn how to be a coach, you know, that's what they do. They just listen most of the time to, you know, ask questions, you know, left. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely can relate to that as well as um, the dependent um, stage what um, Deanna was talking about um, with her son. Um, 
I know that one also well because um, growing up, I um, I was that person. Uh, still to this day, a little bit, but I was that person because I have I have siblings, but I have one that is really really close to me, uh, a year and some months apart, and she would save me. She would always come to my rescue. She would always um, bail me out of things, you know, and I would never actually um, do it on my own. I would always be like, well, could you, or can you help, you know, and I wouldn't do it. I was just codependent on her. And when she moved away, um, and it was more so in school, but when she moved away, I learned how to be more um, dependent on myself and more um, um, independent. And I realized that if my sister wouldn't have moved away when she went to college, I probably would have been still in the same state that I was in where I felt like I couldn't really do anything too much for myself without her help. So I, I, I definitely relate to both of those um, that we were talking about on this call. So thank you for listening. All right. Thank you so much, Ms. LaVon. That was real good. Uh, I just, okay. <laughs> Y'all heard of with the husbands and the wives. They, you know what? I just, I really just wanted you to listen. <laughs> I didn't want your advice. I really just wanted you to listen. And friends and family, we're that way as well. You know, a lot of times people just want a listening ear. That's all the time. That's how I start off. I start off saying nothing. I listen to what you're saying. And when I hear things like, so what do you think? Okay, you want my you want okay, you want you want me to respond, you want my advice there. But if you're just talking and talking and a question does not come out of that conversation, I'm just listening. <laughs> that's all I do. I just I just listen. You know, just have that listening ear because everyone that had spoke is it, just is right. Sometimes people just want somebody to be there to listen so they can get it out and feel better. And then they they know what to do, but they're gonna figure out what to do and then they move on. Our hostess with the most is back, Dee Marie. <laughs> thank you thank you thank you very much you know i appreciate your patience during the technical difficulties is much 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 appreciated much appreciated but yeah when i tell you it it boils down to helping people how they want you to help them and not how you feel they should be helped that's that's when you are that's the helping without needing the gratitude behind it or or the requirement of someone to say thank you when you know like because simply just having just being an ear for someone helps them because it 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 allows them to talk it out but at the same time when it is not beneficial to your growth that's when you have to say, okay, look, I, this 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 conversation is not benefit beneficial to either one of us. If it's just one of those, I'm just gonna vomit all over the place types of things. No, but if it's one of those situations where they just honestly just need you to listen to them so they can talk it out, so they can hear the process out loud instead of in their head, because sometimes when we talk out loud we hear things that we wouldn't normally hear we we don't hear it and i like when we actually hear our voices say it it's like wait no that didn't make sense let me go back that's when that conversation is beneficial that's when you're encouraging someone and not 
breaking them down. Well, when when they're talking to you, you're like, well, if you just do this, if you if you just did that, well, what you should do, what you need to do, that's gonna quickly push somebody away from you. Again, as kids, is the thought process of I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask you to help me here. I didn't, or you ask them to help in one area. And they're giving you 50 million different reasons in a whole other area why you should be doing something else. It's like, that's not what I asked you for. So watch watch how you give help. Miss Kiera, I heard, I saw, uh, I was told your hand was up early. Go ahead, the floor is yours. Yeah, I agree with what everyone was saying, but something really, I wasn't going to share it, but when Miss Carol was talking about, you know, how she kind of got burned from following um, different conversations and it wasn't beneficial for her, I wanted to share my experience lately. <clears throat> Over the past few weeks, I've been coming into contact with a lot of women. Um, and I don't know what's going on. I just feel like maybe I haven't been as guarded or it's a, a lesson I'm supposed to learn. But women have been openly telling me directly what they thought about me. Um, and it has been inappropriate and incorrect. And some of their verbiage, like I was talking to someone yesterday who all these people, I don't even know these women, never paid them any mind, never been in a friendship with them. Um, but they have been very vocal about what I, what they thought I used to be and coming out to say how they felt jealous of some of my progress. Or um, like I had someone that wanted my services yesterday and they called me. And so I was just, you know, asking my generalized questions. Um, and she made a comment that says, because I've watched you uh, at least based off what you portray yourself to be. So it's like when you're in a position where you're trying to figure out what help people need, and I was trying to be self-aware, but it really bothered me intellectually because I was just like, I don't know if it was a growing point. I didn't give a, I didn't give a reaction. I didn't even address it. But tonight here, and you know, when you have to find that balance and okay, maybe this isn't, um, you know, the best time to have this conversation. I was trying to get some advice from hearing that because it's starting to happen more frequently. So I don't know if it comes from a history, like I'm being tested to see if I'm still the same or needing to have tougher skin or just needing to, you know, place some stronger boundaries out there. Cause I could have went with that, but there was no desire in me that wanted to entertain any of these women's these, you know, the issues they have are their issues, but this is my business. Um, and this is what I do for a living to so to find out that people have these misconceptions of you that they made up in their mind, and then they share with other people, and then to be bold enough to bring it back around and to be honest about the errors. I was really taken back by that. So I wanted to share that um, while we were on this topic. Can I say something on that? <laughs> Wait, he got in the water, so he got fired. He got in the water. He got in the water. Okay. Go ahead, Miss Michelle. I'm, I'm sorry. Y'all be quiet. I'm sorry. Um, I love what you just said, Kiara. And I, all I heard, all I heard from that was you doing what you're supposed to do. You doing something better than what they're doing? And for them to outright and tell you and you didn't respond to it, to sound like to me, you passed your test, Missy, and tell them to go kick rocks. All right, that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was a test too, but it was happening so rapidly. And I was, you know, I was on guard anyway, because when 
just to be in the spotlight a little bit more than I would like to be or I'm used to. I feel like that was God's way of saying, you know, when you when you come, when you know something, you can't unknow it. And just listening to Antonio and Phil and some of the things they say, it was like, it really, because that would have offended me emotionally at some point, you would have gotten a reaction or I would have told you, you didn't have to be my client or any of that. But it just, it was like more of a me taking note on it, but I see it happening so much. And I'm like, I'm here to help. And I want to help you get to a place. So for you to be attacking my character without knowing, and you have no facts, no proof, this is all stuff. I'm just, I was just really taken back. So I wanted to just share it. Yes, well, there's a passage in the Bible that says that they, if you've done all you can to help them or they just can't listen to you, dust, dust the um, dirt from your feet, um, put, do your hands like this, and keep on moving, Misty. The fact that you didn't respond, that I think that was, man, if, that, if the old you would have responded and you didn't respond this time because you kept it professional, then you passed the test, Misty. So for it to come back to back like that, you did what you were supposed to do. Keep on moving. Get those that want to seek your help. The other ones, they just mad and jealous because of the fact that they ain't where you are because they probably knew where you came from from other people telling them about you. And here, who is she to be where she at now? Don't kick rocks again. That's my way of cussing. Y'all can, can do the rest for me. I'm, I'm going to shut up. Well, I'd like, I like, like to take another spin on that. Three Go things. Ahead. You've heard me say this before. I've never seen a statue erected to the critic, but to the people who've been criticized, many statues have gone up. And this, the second one is mine. When you're out front, the only thing they can see is you're behind. And I hope that's not your best side. But what this actually might be, it gives those women an opportunity to vet a perspective. And by you accepting it and thanking them and praising them for them willing to give you their perspective, then they may be willing to go to the next step and, and open themselves up so you can really help them on what they're dealing with. So by right. them being, I'm sorry. I said, yeah, you're right. And that's what I was feeling. That's why, cause I was like, you know, I get to choose who I want to work with and not, but I didn't feel any reason to say, you know, I don't want, you know, you don't have to take my services or anything, but just to prepare to be guarded when I work with this particular individual. So I agree with that. But yeah, my question they, is, they, why they, don't so feel, they don't feel comfortable enough to be transparent, so they have to project that onto somebody else to get it out in the light of day, and then you can deal with it. But Mr. Phil, don't be sarcastic with it if you want my help, or you being sarcastic with why I am what the way I am. You being sarcastic with it. I just don't. Now, that's why I don't understand. You made a good point, but I don't understand why be sarcastic if you're reaching out to me for help. Where did I say be sarcastic? I don't remember saying that. No, the women being sarcastic to her, you make the point where they probably was, it's just their way of reaching out saying, I need help. But if you need help, why be sarcastic to the person you're trying to um, reach out to help, for help with? Well, because they don't know. That's why they're there. Hurting people hurt people. Yes, sir. Yes, that, that right there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kiara, for your your transparency. Thank you, Ms. Michelle, for the words you spoke. Because I'll be the same way, just going to kick rocks, going about your business. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Phil, for being the voice of reason. <laughs>
Now, Kira, Antonio put in the chat, he said, no boundaries necessary. It's you ascending to a different level of awareness and on your way up, you have to see what you really are. And people who have a low level of awareness will try to make you feel bad for what you are. And then Monica said, they should be telling you how awesome you are. You should have told her <laughs> that it sounds like she has some deep-rooted issues to work out and you can schedule a session with her. <laughs> awesome. And then Antonio came back. He said, their sarcasm has nothing to do with your prosperity. Never let another person's seeds become your heart. You know what, Antonio? How you just going to drop nuggets like that via text? Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah, so definitely in 100% Kira, that's, yes, that is what he does. <laughs> that is what he does. But Antonio, but what Antonio would, what Antonio was saying, the opposite has to occur. It has to. The opposite has to happen. Because without the opposite, when you make the, this has been hitting me more and more and more. Antonio tells us all the time. Once he said, "Phil was spot on." Once you make a decision, the opposite has to occur. You made a decision to release whatever it is that you needed to release. So whatever would have, whatever they would have normally triggered, because you made a decision to release it, it no longer triggers you. Not only that, you made a decision to grow no matter what. So now you're getting hit with all the opposite. You're getting hit with the things that would have made you normally step out of your growth path <laughs> and into the conversation. So congratulations to you. We can all unmute our mic and, and celebrate Miss Kiera because that and they may have caught a face, see? So we can all just unmute our mic and just celebrate Miss Kiera for today. Dance in your power all the time. Always. Yes, ma'am. You did right, Kiera, by responding because I would have responded nice and nasty. Oh, well, I, you know what? Thank you so very much for your little um, re response. And I'll do what I would have did what Monica said. Well, it seems like you need a, you need you need some help. So would you like to schedule a session, please? <laughs> and oh, Michelle, I think I think that was the point that was the the growth edge where I was almost because I had to call my siblings and they know me best. They know me in my nakedness. So I always use them as a check. But I think it was trying to become upset about something and I, it's no longer a part of me to have those types of reactions. So it really wasn't there. It was nothing for me to do. But I just knew intellectually like something was very wrong with what was just said to me and it didn't, you know, didn't have that effect. But I still held it in my thought process just because, you know, just getting used to accepting just where I've grown to. Well, like I said, you passed the test, my dear, and you did a wonderful job in how you responded. So. I, I do a lot of shutting my grace too, and I hate it. It's just, this is my way of getting. <laughs> now, there was something that Kira just said. I don't know if anybody else caught it, but I did. And I'm paraphrasing it, but she said basically, you know, accepting where she has grown to. 
how many of you have grown so much, but you haven't received and accepted the fact that I am not who I used to be? You can say it all the time. I'm not where I used to be. I'm not who I used to be. But have you actually accepted the fact that you are changed? Have you actually accepted the fact that you have grown? And I think we get hit with the things of the old to see if we have actually moved, actually accepted that. Antonio said, most of y'all need to accept your greatness and that you are a leader. And I think that's that's a lot. He said, you accept the BS about you, now accept the God about you. Antonio, I can't throw something at you when you on the other side of the computer. Man, stop messing us up with all these texts and put your voice to the... <laughs> Stop messing us up now. Put your voice in your face to this now. I'm not trying to read these chats while I'm trying to listen to Deanna. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Self. Tell me again. Because I can't teach while I'm reading what, he, what he's <laughs> Yes, you can, Deanna. Just just go with it. Go you, you with show, it. You know what, Phil? You, you show right. You show right, Phil. Now, Kiera just posted, a lot of responsibility comes with knowledge. You can't unknow a thing, so you've got to operate in prosperity over any situation. Yes, ma'am. When you know something, you become responsible for that knowing. When you don't, when you don't respond in the responsibility of the knowing, you're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting others. That's called sabotaging the team. Antonio will chop your head off quick if you sabotage the team. But when you know better, you're supposed to do that. That's also a part of accepting where you are. See, when you know she came at me the wrong way, she really did. Now, maybe I'm tripping. A part of me wanted to just tell her something, but a part of me not even worried about that. You know what? I'm going to go with the part of me that's not really worried about that. Because I accept the fact that I have grown past that part. I'm beyond this, and I'm not going to let this interfere with my prosperity. My happiness is not that cheap. Kiara chose to accept her growth and walk in her growth. <laughs> My sister said, now see, that's a sister, that's a true sister. Who is she? When y'all hear us, when y'all hear us tease Antonio, when y'all hear us say, you from Galveston just like us, that's because people have the same, the same women that have walked up to Kiara and was bold enough to tell her how they felt about her, the same people walked up to Antonio and told him the same bold statement. You just from Galveston like me. You not who you you not this, you not that. Because they were supposed to be, but they're not. So the your shine is so bright to where they can no longer stand the reflection that's coming back at them. They can no longer see themselves where they used to be able to hide, they can no longer hide. 
Miss Alicia, nice to see you. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Uh, sorry, I was trying to remute myself, but uh, I'll go ahead. Um, hi, everyone. Okay, so y'all all said some very valuable and great points. Um, I don't know how to put this. I, like this whole time, they're trying to figure out how to word it correctly. Okay, yes. you you grow from where you used to be. And you become in in a higher awareness. And like Antonio texts you, <laughs> um, can I say this? Everything else that you, the opposite basically has to attract. So me growing, the opposite is coming. And I'm trying to put scripture with my growth, but the opposite keeps attacking, and I snap, and then I go back to the word, and then I still want to do evil for evil, but my evil is justice for me, because I've been sitting still for too long, and allowing and allowing and allowing, now I'm questioning, should I do it or should I don't? So I got speaking rules, but can you kind of help me? God says, don't do evil. Don't repay evil for evil, but this evil to me is not really evil. It's getting out of abuse. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. This battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. All right. Thank okay, you, so the last Phil. one. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Phil. And I don't know the other person. Sorry, I'm not on the... No, I'm on my that was Ms. Michelle. No worries, that was Ms. Michelle. Thank you, Ms. Michelle. There's so much I want to say. Hold on. Antonio's typing. Okay, so Antonio just typed. Out of scripture, consider this. Give me one time you have received a good harvest from it. When you when when you think about doing the <laughs> Antonio, when you think about when you think about getting payback. Oh, think okay. about think about one time you've done it. You've received a good harvest from it. That's what Antonio is saying. And then Kiara said, it's not a fight, it's an experience. It's not a fight, it's an experience. Now, Talisha, me and you have talked. Let me tell you something. Do the opposite of do the opposite of what is normal for you. And I'm talking to you. You know, anytime I talk to you, I say this is from personal experience. This is not something I read and I'm I'm just regurgitating. This is from personal experience. Do the opposite. Because when you continue to practice what you have learned, now that you have the knowledge, you have to move in that knowledge. So when you continue to practice what you've learned, it becomes a new behavior for you. Do the opposite of what's normal for you because what is normal 
is you holding your tongue, sitting back, not saying anything. And then when you get to a fed up point, now you want to, now you want to react. The reaction is not good for you. The reaction is always going to be a, it's always going to blow up. What you do is you pause, remember what you've learned and apply what you've learned. I'm speaking to you from personal experience because I have responded in both ways. When I react, which is my, which is what is in me coming out, it is not a, it, the harvest is horrible. But when I pause and respond and remember the knowledge that I've learned and apply that, harvest is completely different. But it's a decision that you have to make. It all boils down to decision. Because the moment you make the decision, you're going to get hit again. Like Kiara said, she said, of the past few weeks, it's just been back to back to back because she made a decision to release what would have normally triggered her if somebody came at her wrong. You have to first make the decision that no matter what, you will have your peace. You have to make the decision that no matter what, I'm going to apply what I've learned, which is forgiveness. That's the biggest thing. Forgiveness will help you release anything that triggers all things. If if somebody walking up to you the wrong way triggers you, forgiving whatever it is and releasing that, anytime anybody walks up on you, you're like, you know what, I ain't going to worry about it. I'm going to go this way. But one, you have to make the decision to want that. And once you make that decision, again, it's going to keep coming up. And you have to make the decision to decide to go with what you've learned and apply what you learned and not your natural reaction. And Kiara just put, yep, I had to forgive them without them being aware it was even a problem. Antonio said, feeling justified and righteous rarely comes with a blessing from God. So when you want to justify, <laughs> I'm just going when you want them to feel your wrath, when you want to scorch the earth and everything that's, owns, that's why I'm that's why I'm right there scorching the earth. That's, that's why I'm at right now. When you get that, don't respond, don't react, sit back, pause, do what you've been taught, but do not react. Do the opposite of scorching the earth. Let the earth stay fruitful. Let everything on it still multiply and grow. <laughs> Don't scorch. Do not scorch the earth because you sit back and you just, and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to let what they say bother me. I'm choosing and making the decision to still walk in my peace and my happiness because that is not worth my happiness. That conversation it's not what not they're saying, Diana. It's not what they're saying. It's what they're doing. Even then, even then, there are times where you have to do the opposite. The only thing I can tell you is do the opposite of what naturally comes to you. Antonio just put, and he said this is to all. God is not mad at them, just you. No one can do anything you are not attracting. 
And that falls into law of attraction. That falls into law of attraction. So when you always, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always had. I can't remember who I heard that from. It sounded like a T.D. Jakes. I think that's the one that I hear in my head. You know what? Most likely he probably said that as well. (laughs) So you have to do the opposite of what you've always done. If you always scorch the earth, it's time for you to sit back and be like, you know what? I'm going to make a decision to forgive and go. You're going to get hit with it multiple times. It could be the same person. It could be multiple. It could be different people. Do the opposite of what you've always done. Sierra? Can you, thank you. Can you mute me? I, I don't know how to mute on the phone. Gotcha. Gotcha covered. Thank you. I have I have something to say for Kiara. Go ahead, Miss Kira. You know, um, sometimes when people come at you and they're coming to you for help and they're coming at you, that is a show tell of what they're needing help with. And if you're there, the bigger person standing in, in your greatness, it's for you to observe because you're reflecting. Okay, they're reflecting whatever it is that's inside of them onto you. So it's not always about you. It's about you taking a look and seeing what does that person need help with? And how can I get over the, the, the emotion, the feeling that I'm feeling right now to get to the bottom of it so that I can help them? So sometimes these things come up because people need help and it just shows up that way. So that way it gives you a clue of how you can help them. Yeah, I agree. And I think the opposite, if I would have operated in era, it would have just been me just seeing that I'm not there yet. I'm not ready. And I feel like I did do that. I did observe because I still took her on <laughs> and I still helped all those women who were, you know, openly with what they were saying. Like I said, that ignorance is there and it's real. And if this is what I'm going to do, you got to be helping people all the time. And I wanted to share something, um, it's a little out of pocket, but with Talisha, because if you don't address that thing, like you said, it's not, it's not that it's what they're doing. I had a situation. I used to fight a lot coming up and that's what a lot of people have known me for. So they're, and I think that's why they test me too. Someone is looking for me to drop the ball to say what she's look, what she's out here doing. This isn't true. This is false. Someone's looking for that pull down. Um, And I had a real humbling experience because of knowledge when there was this particular individual who has caused my family a lot of harm physically and done a lot. And I always used to say, you have to be careful what come out your mouth and what you're not willing to release. Cause I used to always say, I'd never get to come in contact with this person when she's just running this havoc through my family. So we just so happened <laughs> to have an encounter that ended up with seven police cars pulling up. And because And I was totally responsible. She was all the way wrong. She started it. She was so out of pocket beyond. It takes a lot to take me there. But so she did all she needed to do. But it wasn't about her. It was about me. 
and it was about the decision I wanted to make based off how I felt. So although the whole situation was dealt with in a particular way, I'm just grateful that I didn't get in any kind of trouble or nothing harmful happened to me because I was really put in harm's way. But it was like, you know better and you're the responsible person and she's a broken vessel. These people who are attacking you have their own issues that are not yours. And it's for them to sit in that. But you, when you're, when you start being that light, like light attracts darkness, but you got to learn how to transmute everything that is coming at you. Um, and because I didn't make a decision to transmute that and to see operate off my knowledge, I went off my emotion and then I ended up having to get physical with this person and the damage that it did to me, it took me, it took me like four weeks to really go through that process because it took so much energy out of me. I really did not want to hurt that person. But when it was all said and done, the, the level of discipline I got from God on an emotional and intellectual level was not worth me going ahead and taking that route. And not only that, I fed into what she was and I became her energy. So she had more power and control regardless of what I felt like physically. So it was a model for me to look at my past and say, no, we don't fight that way anymore, sweetheart. Because not only that, when you make those decisions, when you come into knowledge, you become more accountable and responsible and the consequences are heavier for you. And I didn't like them consequences. It's a worse off consequence when you defeat somebody in their face, but behind closed doors, God has to pull your card. <laughs> it, it doesn't feel good. And I really took that lesson and I had to apologize and I have to operate in, out of a spirit of forgiveness. And not only that, after that, the people, because it, it was such a bad situation, it was like a situation that in my past, it would have continued and somebody would have got hurt beyond measure. But when I have forgave myself, because I was very, very disappointed, very, very disappointed. Um, and I forgave the individual. What happened was a couple of weeks later on a bad day, God had to show me, don't leave your house unguarded. And I and, and that particular night, I wasn't even going anywhere near this person. I was going somewhere else, but something said turn around and I didn't. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going out. I had to learn, don't leave your house unguarded. So from that experience, as I began to shake it off and I had to do some praying and just getting myself back on track, um, I never, I stopped leaving the house unguarded. And what happened was on a really, really bad day, a rough day where I was like off, I still left the house guarded and all, both of them came back around to fight. <laughs> Like all the individuals came right back around and I had my head down. I was on the phone. So it was like a repeat for, for God to say, are you ready? Cause in my history, it would have been go mode. Like, you know what? I wasn't even finished. But for that, I just was like, you know, I just felt apologetic. I sat there, I looked at him, I let it pass. And I was just like, God, I thank you. And I didn't feel that emotion that was attached to it. Like it was the time before. So I had to go through that and I was graced to, you know, not deal with any consequences, but we got to be real mindful when it comes to heated situations about what other people are doing. We got to let them have that. Even when they're trying to attack you and frustrate you because they're doing that out of something that has to do with them and nothing to do with you. Wow, Kiara, that was beautiful. Just know that your, yes, your angel was there. Your angel was next, right there with you, ready to fight, just in case you had to. <laughs> I am yes, The Bible says we have angels. My angel right here next to me. So, hey, you did exactly what God wanted you to do. So, that's just beautiful. That's just, that just made my heart joy. Right, so I want to add to that. There you go. Go ahead. I want I want to add to that. Thank you. Uh, oh, my gosh. Who was it? I'm so Kira. sorry, guys. I don't have my... Not here. I don't think it was Kira. The one that was just speaking. Wait, Miss Michelle? Michelle? 
Yeah, that was, that was Kiara. Yeah, that was Kiara. Oh, Kiara? Okay. So, uh, thank you, Ms. Kiara. That did resonate with me, especially when you said that um, when when they, like, they're trying to push your button to get you to do whatever, and then once you go there, then they, the next day, it's like, they smile and good morning because they got you there. You know, so I get that. I was like, hmm, that didn't, that didn't, I didn't get into you said it just now. And it's like they're happy because they got you where they wanted you to be. Angry, upset, on their level. Thank you. You got yeah, to remember. <laughs> Misery loves <laughs> company. A person mm-hmm. that's will want you to step in into their garbage with them. And if you're going to step in there and somebody attacks you or you get a feeling of some kind of way, they're irritating you in any kind of way, before you respond and react, say, am I taking, if, if I'm standing in my power, I'm standing in it. So do I want to stand in my power or do I want to give it away? All right. <laughs> Antonio <Poinette. laughs> I want to say you. something. Um, Please go ahead. Your, don't let your betterment come about through embarrassment. Because it was embarrassing to stand there before seven cops and have to tell them, I mean, I serve my community and I'm a therapist. And then when you go back, I was like telling them, when y'all go back, I want y'all to pull this address. Y'all about to see, pull my name and pull this person's name to see how it was. But like I said, when I had to be in that stance and the cop looked at me, he said, um, you got a beautiful spirit. He was just like, you know, would you ever come back? And I said, no. And he said, go in your car, walk away. Don't ever come back and keep doing what you do. I was like, how divine was that? But it brought even more embarrassment on me because like I said, I had to be accountable to let them know who I am and what I was doing. I'm not here just over here tearing stuff up for no reason. It's something like they crossed the lines. But like I said, that level of embarrassment, it pushed me to be better to say, hey, that was the last time you need to ever let that happen because that was all on you. I don't care what it was. I don't care who was wrong. I don't care what it was attached to. We don't do that anymore because that goes against your model of business. It goes against your spirit. It's going against your finances, your kids. You are a role model. You don't have that right anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> deal with that and release that type of energy so it, then I even had to learn after that you can't play with words anymore even like you can catch the spade because that happens <laughs> you know so I even had to take you know little things like that I'm learning to watch my verbiage and when I'm speaking out there because this stuff is seeds and it happens and it stems from somewhere I'm not the woman I used to be at all come on now yes ma'am thank you very much for your transparency Oh, these doggone ahead, kids will make these doggone kids will make you do the 360 or 180, whatever it's called. They will make you act right because you gotta be this. <laughs> these doggone kids. <laughs> oh man. Boy, I tell you. I've experienced the kids. They 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 will make you want to say something. Go ahead, Mr. Phil. Kids make you a better person. 
Think of the Old Testament before God had a kid. He was a pretty mean God, wasn't he? He'd wipe people out without even thinking about it. Next, he has a kid, and now he becomes a whole different kind of God. You know what, Phil? You have a way of just breaking things down. I've never thought of it that way. Kiara said these kids tearing up my house. I'm a victim. <laughs> Wait a minute, Deanna. And we good for that famous saying, if we want to act up, you better be glad my kids are here. <laughs> but Phil, I love what you just said. That is true. But yeah, if we good if we want to say, you better be glad my kids are here. <laughs> Well, that goes down the drain now. <laughs> Just be good. <laughs> yes, yes. I, you know what? It, it, to my husband, awesome. I want to thank each and every one of you for your transparency, for opening up to us this evening, for your for your help, for your input. Thank you. Because when I tell you, chapters 12, 13, and 14, 14. Okay, if you actually, they're really short. Like chapter 15 is just two lines. Chapter 14 is like a page and a half, and chapter 13 was like two pages. <laughs> but there was so much in them, and I, I loved I loved chapter 13 because he actually broke down how we just help each other. He he really did, and he. He he just basically said, be a light unto the world and hurt it not. Seek to build, not to destroy. Bring my people home. Kneel as how. And God said, by, by your shining example, by you shining your light, by you making that decision to say, this is not who, who I am anymore. This is not who we are anymore. So we're going we're gonna to turn around and walk away from this. He says, by your shining example, seek only godliness. Speak only in truthfulness. Act only in love. And he says so much more. He says, avoid the mundane. Do not accept the unacceptable. Teach all who seek to learn of me. And then he goes on, embrace every circumstance. Own every fault. That's a part of what Kiara was talking about. Own every fault. Take responsibility. Share every joy. Contemplate every mystery. Walk in every man's shoes. Forgive every offense, including your own. Forgive. Forgive others and forgive yourself. And there's so much more than that he says, but at the very end of that, he says, you can always be a gift because you always are the gift. Yet sometimes you don't let yourself know that. We are gifts, but when we decide to not act in the knowledge that has now been bestowed upon us, that's when we no longer become a gift. Kara said, yes, you don't want to stand in front of the police with your wig on. <laughs> you have Miss Carol rolling, Kara. Because <laughs> you do not want to be in front of the police with your wig off. No, you don't want that. <laughs> but then it, it, he also goes to say, says, when someone enters your life unexpectedly, look for the gift that that person has come to receive from you. So when people come, so when people come into your life, when they're causing all this 
whatever it is. Always remember you are a gift. Maybe your gift to them is forgiveness. Maybe your gift to them is you doing the opposite of what they expected. Maybe their gift to you is to show you that you have grown as much as you've accepted that you have. Maybe their gift to you is to show you that while this is who I used to be is no longer who I am, and therefore I have released everything that I've needed to release to move forward. Every Everything that happens in your life, take it as an experience. Because in that experience, like Scare said earlier, it's not a fight, it's an experience. Your experiences allow you to grow. Your experiences actually show you how much you have grown. So when it comes to helping somebody, when it comes to being there for people, you do it in a way after you've spoken to them, after you've listened to what they told you they wanted, you've told them this is what I have to offer you, and they've made that decision, allow them to have that decision. Allow them to be like, I don't want this, and walk off. Or allow them to say, you know what, I'm for it, let's do this. So does anyone else have any other words that they like to say this evening before we close it out? Go ahead, Ms. Carol. I just have just one comment. I was always told every time somebody comes at you, if there's somebody that's aggravating you in your life, they're just there to teach you. Mm. You know what, Ms. Carol? That That goes along with what something Antonio has always told me. And he, he said it to the team. If there's something about somebody that irritates you, frustrates you, makes you angry, it's because that same thing is in you. Either you do it or you used to do it. I ain't going to lie. Nine times out of ten, it's because I do it. <laughs> and it's more so when I look at my son. When he does things that run me hot, I've I tell myself, Deanna, you can't get mad at him because that's all you. So how do you change it? You change your behavior and he'll change his. And when I tell you 10 times out of 10, that has always happened. When I change my behavior, it changed his. He changed his. So Mr. Bastine, I see you unmuted. The floor uh, is yes. yours. Yes, family, family members. I've really enjoyed sitting here tonight and contemplating asking myself a lot of questions, personal questions, and, and relating to chapters 12 through 15. Uh, um, you know, when we think about whether it be scripture or you were sutra or you use words from various books of spiritual thought, religious thought, the average person that read those scriptures or whatever 3,000 years ago only had to contend with probably 10 people in the course of a year. Uh, that's how separate people were. That's how, and those scriptures, those words applied and they worked because you just didn't have to deal with a lot of people. We live in a multicultural world now. We live in a multi, uh, it's, everything is, <laughs> everything is so complex now. But I think we have a refuge and and words of comfort that I would like to just say tonight. When I looked at the debate last night, 
I looked at two people who are undoubtedly intelligent and how they were able to shoot arrows at each other, uh, call each other liars whenever they felt the need to, and how they were able to, even after all of the, the attacks they made upon each other and their, their beliefs, their philosophies, their politics or whatever, I believe that as we grow, you know, we should have that same type of armor that we're taught in scripture, put on the full armor. And when we do, we can contend with a lot of the things that used to perplex and, and baffle us. And there's the scripture that I love, it says, if thou hast run with the footmen and they wearied thee, how can thou contend with horses? Growth is a choice. And the minute we decided to go beyond the steps we walked years ago, we should anticipate <laughs> it goes with growth. Uh, if, if you, it, it goes with our spiritual, our physical growth, our monetary growth, it goes. And the higher you go, the farther you go, the more enemies you'll have, the more detractors you will have to your growth. It, it just goes along with the territory. And it's a blessing to be criticized because there's another old saying, this is not spiritual, it says if, if two people agree on everything, somebody is not necessary. <laughs> so see your uniqueness is that when there's a dispute, there's an argument against your growth or whoever you are, that person only has told you that they are no longer useful in your life. That's all they've done. They've blessed and when you. And when two people disagree all the time, they're both not needed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil. And that's all I'm going to say. Enjoy. You know, <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, just put on the armor and go out there and just if you threw a brick at me and and in closing, and when it gets to be so difficult, you have an option. You can take your shoes off and kick the dust and walk away. That's it. Have a good evening. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Vassin. Thank you very much for sharing with us this evening. Love. He, he, he had five minutes. He had five <laughs> minutes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so Mr. Phil, do you have any words that you would like to leave us with on this evening? Wow, no pressure there. Well, out of what God said, it's uh, Neil Donald Walsh's The 25 Core Messages of Conversations with God That Will Change Your World, Life, and the World Over. And the first thing he says when he goes into it is that all great truths, Bernard, George Bernard Shaw said, all great truths begin as blasphemies. So the first message he says is we are all one. All things are one thing. The only thing then all things are part of one thing. This means that you are divine. Number two, there's enough. It's not necessary to compete for much, less fight over your resources. All you have to do is share. Number three, there's nothing you have to do. There is much you will do, but nothing that's required of you. Number four, God talks to everyone all the time. 
Number five, the three great basic principles of life are functionality, adaptability, and sustainability. There is no such thing as right or wrong. There is only what works and what doesn't work given what, what you're trying to do. There's no, in the spiritual sense, there's no victims. There's no villain, villains. In the world, although in the human sense, it appears they surely are, yet because you are divine, everything that happens to you benefits you. No one does anything inappropriate given their model of the world. There is no such place as hell or eternal damnation does not exist. Death does not exist. What you call death is merely a process of re-identification. There is no such thing as pace of time. There is only the here and now, and I'll leave you with 12. Love is all there is. Right. Thank you very much, Mr. Phil. I hope you guys heard that as well, because he was, he was talking about the conversations with God. So if there is nothing else left to be said on this glorious, wonderful evening, I know. Yes, Miss Kira, go ahead. Oh, it was an accident. Okay. <laughs> accident. So, all right. No worries. So I know Mr. Smith is not going to be speaking until we hit our next book after conversations with God. Um, let me see. When do we? begin book three let me let each of you know when we begin book three so that you can be ready and integrity yes integrity all right <laughs> thank and I, what i want to do again is always thank each and every one of you for joining us we are grateful for it thank you so much for your transparency it's greatly appreciated. So next week, it has us doing converse. We're actually in book three. So next week, we will do chapters one, two, three, and four of book three. Chapters one, two, three, and four of book three. So I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us this evening. Looking forward to seeing you next Thursday at 6.30 p.m. From the words of our CEO, you can plant better, you can dominate. Everyone have an amazing evening. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Love you more, Phil. All right. Good night, everyone.